Welcome to Becoming Your Best Version, a podcast in which I get to interview amazing, inspiring women whose paths have crossed mine on this life journey. I am your host, Maria Leonard Olson. I am a podcaster, radio show host, civil litigation attorney, author, journalist, TEDx speaker, and mentor to women who have survived sexual assault or who are coming out of addictions, including alcoholism. You can learn more about my work at marialeonardolson.com. And if you do like my TEDx talk, which is called, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Okay, one second. It is called Using Life's Challenges as a Force for Good. Please hit the like button because I believe that my TEDx talk has the capacity to help people not feel so alone with life's traumas. And the number of likes moves it up in the visibility algorithm so that more people will see it. So consider doing that. Today, I am so happy to have Wendy Posilico with us, joining from Jupiter, Florida. Wendy is an athlete, a coach, a single mom, an explorer, and the founder of WP Elite Mindset Coaching and Live Your June. After becoming a professional golfer in her 30s and a single mother through IVF in her 40s, Wendy's life went in a completely new direction, and she came to understand the importance of a flexible mindset, targeted goals, and clarity of self. Drawing upon her background in special education and human development, a lifetime of experience in competitive sports, and the most up-to-date research on high performance, Wendy created her Elite Mindset Coaching Program. She learned to embrace transition and trust her intuition in order to transform her life, and she wants to help others to do the same. Quote, June is who you really are. It is an energy inside each one of us that it is, is as unique as a fingerprint. Live Your June offers self-assessments, online courses, and private coaching to help instigate the connection with who you are and who you were born to be. You can learn more about Wendy's work at liveyourjune.com and follow her on Instagram and Facebook at Live Your June. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Maria. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is so such an honor to have someone who puts so much light into the world on this show. Do yourself a favor, listeners, and go to liveyourjune.com and check out her adorable pictures with her daughter. Uh, Wendy, like me, is a bit of a digital nomad who, in the last short period, has lived in New York, Vermont, Tahoe, Jupiter, Florida. She's she's living her life on her <laughs> terms, and I really admire that. So, Wendy, let's start with how did you come to start Live Your June? Gosh, it's been, I, I always say, you know, we really started it about a year ago, but the brand or the, the life of the journey of Live Your June started a long time ago. Um, you know, I, I, it's funny, I started as 
a coach. I've always been wanting to help people. Even in my 20s, I worked in Harlem as a as an educator for special ed um, and kind of full circle after golf and both playing professionally and teaching, I just felt the urge to do more than just in the golf arena. And um, it kind of, I guess, Wendy Basilico Coaching was there and six years ago, and then it evolved into, it was actually called Strands of Strength prior to Live Your June. And then I just knew there was something more. And I really believe in people living their uniqueness and I think we are born a certain way. If you look at kids, um, they just have that unique part of them that comes out of them organically. And somehow through society or life takes us in directions, we lose touch of that uniqueness. Absolutely. And so I really bring, yeah, I really, that's my focus is helping people come back to the thing that lights them up and helping them really identify and articulate the things that move them. And, um, and I think that's my, my, I don't know, like that's my jam, my jam. Yeah. And then when I can get people really engaged with that, it's, they can really leave their mark for future generations, which I think is, our, we can't leave our uniqueness untapped, un un let's say that. What a fantastic mother you must be to your darling daughter. I mean, to have this kind of mindset, uh, in a parent, boy, I really wish I had had that because when I was growing up, we were told conform, conform, conform. Mm -hmm. Don't be unique, try to fit in. And society told us that. And it wasn't until my 50s that I broke out of that mold and stopped caring so much what other people thought of me. And you found it earlier than I did. And you're bestowing that on your clients and your daughter and I really admire that. Thank you. And I, I listen, I, I'm still learning. Like, just because I get it doesn't mean I'm living it every second. I think um, we're all evolving. And as I think the biggest thing is awareness and, and having courage to be vulnerable, to say, I feel off or I feel, why am I looking for more? Like, and there, and I, that's why I believe in people that are holding the space for those that are in search for more or search for for something that that feels off i guess it's like and i think um you know we're all on our own journey and there's no right or wrong and i think i i really believe live your june not only helps women because i feel i hear you when you say um yeah i really wasn't told like be something not that my parents aren't great people it's just as a woman i didn't hear that yeah. Um, and I struggled with like, wh who am I? And I just felt off, even though I had my master's and I was doing it, it looked good on a resume. Mm -hmm. I just felt off. Um, but I do have like this passion around kids because of what you're saying, um, that we didn't, we kind of woke up late in life. And I do think there's tools that we can give the youngsters to, to, to embrace their uniqueness um, I know it's hard young, but I think there are things to help them think better. You know, I completely agree. And I am working so hard to recapture the childlike wonder with the world, which is one of the reasons I'm traveling so extensively now that the world has reopened, because this world is miraculous, enchanting, magical. And I lost that feeling along the way and I want it back. And 
as we say in the recovery community, it is progress, not perfection. I am never going to stop learning or trying to learn because I'm never going to know it all. There's always more work to be done on this imperfect human. So I think that your ability to help other people see that and reclaim it is so needed in our society. And I would say like that word of reclaim is, you know, I don't care the level if, you know, you work with a lot of recovery, you know, we all are looking for like that to be understood mm -hmm. and, and reclaim. And the way you reclaim it is to look in and do the hard work. Yes. And it takes, it takes, it takes courage to step into that. And, and it's, there, there's nobody has a pro I, I really don't believe in problems. I believe just having the courage to look in and go, how can I, what am I looking for? What, who am I? What makes me great? All yeah. those questions, like asking good questions for yourself to become more aware about how you operate at your best. Indeed, awareness is the first step to any significant change and I applaud your efforts. And I'm really uh, interested in what you call the soulstigator. Mm. When you go on Wendy's website, you can take her free soulstigator assessment to get clarity on the next steps to take on your journey to living your June and becoming the person you were born to be. So please share with our listeners, what is the soulstigator? So to me, a soulstigator is, you know, someone willing, kind of what I'm just saying, willing to step into vulnerability, willing to take a risk, willing to... Um, to be courageous in the unknown. Uh, I think, and we're, there's all levels. So when you take this quiz, you know, there's sometimes we call it awakening solstigator. Mm -hmm. And then there's an ascending, like you're growing to be this activated solstigator. Someone who's an activated solstigator is already living that way, but they still know there's, they still want more. If you think of like a, a Kobe Bryant or like the greats, like, they're most times they have a trophy, but they're still pushing the neck, you know, to neck their next level. Um, and a solstigator is always stirring their pot. So I say like you're disrupting your norm when you get comfortable and you're 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 instigating your soul. Yes. You're instigating the thing that makes you tick. Um, and sometimes we have it, it makes sense. Like even if I work with someone, it one minute they could have all like some answers but then a year later they're like ah oh, i didn't get this about myself or so it's always it's what you're doing when you travel right now like you're yeah. something inside of you is calling you to travel like if you're missing that and you have to walk that walk even though you don't know why you're maybe something else is going to come your way and i think that's how i've operated since i kind of took on this golf at 29 i've operated like i had no idea how to go down that path of taking on a sport at the age of 29 mm. or ha how to have a baby at the age of 40 where my doctor's telling me why don't you use an egg donor like i had no idea but something inside of me and it's the listening to that that inner voice not in the head like in the gut the instinct that draws you and gets that's where i feel the magic is but you have to be willing to walk so Solstigator is willing to take that that step into the unknown. I love that. And I love your graphics on your 
Instagram are really well done. Any of you who are trying to gain followers on social media would be well advised to look at Wendy's Instagram account. Everything is fresh and pretty and crisp. So go to Live Your June on Instagram. It's really, really well done. Can I can I say something about that? Like absolutely. Again, we were talking about us as individuals evolving, like a brand evolves. And I used to fight with this with uh, my friend who's the genius behind the brand, um, pulling all the things out of my head. But, you know, if you see my website or someone else that resonates with you and you that's something inside you is drawing that you want something to identify different than the rest of the world, have patience because it evolves. And finally it clicked with me, but it took time to get where I am. So, yes, ha like have that knowing that it's coming, but it took a long time. And I always fought with it, that thought, but like struggled with my friend. Cause I was like, we got to get the brand, but it, it's an evolution. It's like, it's, um, it's just sometimes all of a sudden, all the pieces come together, just like in life as an individual in a relationship, whatever, they all come together and it makes sense, but it takes time to, that's a soul sticker. Like you're taking all those different pieces, you know, and you're willing to, be patient, but put that energy out that you want to be that unique, different person that you are. Yes, yes, that is an important message. Thank you for sharing that. And I see some of the testimonials on your website, which are really, really stellar. But tell me, have you ever either answered this question, please? Have you ever met a client who was super resistant to going deep and mm -hmm how did you draw them out or could you answer in general terms without revealing who the client is or any specifics a transformation that you were able to witness through your unique approach to helping people see who they are the one that just pops in my head right now um is someone that had lost her dad um she was going through obviously a life changing trend it was a sudden death so she came into actually a group i have um and she was i remember vividly like quiet in the back of the room like she was on we were doing zoom but it was i just remember i had to pull like there's a combination of pushing but not like having creating the space making sure she feels heard um, having the courage to a little bit like tap into a question. So I remember vividly the first month or two of her coming in, she was so shy, but I, I a little bit, you know, put challenge to her to answer something, but I didn't push. And then, I mean, literally, I, and every, everybody, like, you know, everybody's journey is different, but there was this click. And then she goes, oh my God, I didn't realize all the stuff we've been doing, how how much it's helped me to this point. And really what happened was she took care of her herself because she was always, she's a teacher. She, you know, she's giving, then she was going through this hard loss and she finally put herself first. And like the way she tackles trouble in life is so different than she did before. And she will not leave. Like, I was like, you, sh you don't have to, you guys, we, our group has grown. Do you want to, and they, they will not leave me because we don't have that space in our in our daily life, even I, to have those like organic conversations, the safe space to be vulnerable, um, to to really create 
um, a weekly talk. I mean, these girls love to just come in and we've done a ton of work. I've been with these girls for five years, but I just know that that she struggled to come to the group. She fought like even her friend who recommended she came totally resilient, like re not interested at all in it. And then I watched the evolution and she's even her husband's like within the first two months was like, she's a different person. She has a space. We all need space to, um, to speak the stuff that's scary or the stuff we don't know what the answers are. Um, and I think this is what that client um, ex has experienced. And I just see it in her eyes. There's something in people's eyes when they actually believe in themselves again or feel alive. I mean, this girl actually had like, um, something happened to her eyes that were uh, like a real bad disease. She almost lost sight in one eye. And the way she even handled that moment, it was because she had the tools and belief in herself that she didn't have prior. So just stuff like that. Um, I just think I love to watch my clients find it in themselves. Like I really honestly don't have the answers. I, I hold the space and ask hard questions and challenge them to think bigger than I think our society pushes us to think. Um, and it doesn't even have to be making money. It's just like, how do you want to be as a mom? How do you want to, you know, it's, it's, it's really thinking like, wow, I really want to be the best mom. And how do I want to be that best mom and getting to think like that? Um, I think sometimes because you're not this either billionaire, Serena Williams, whatever, we take ourselves out of the game mm. and, and we are the CEOs of our life, whether you're a mailman, a hairdresser, like how are you the best that you can be? And I think it fuels our soul when we think like that, like to, to be curious of how we can step up our game. I don't know. Beautiful. Beautiful. So you mentioned you have at least one group that's been running for five years. Do you have a bunch of groups and how do people join your groups? So this group kind of is, is exclusive. They like their own little space because we've had it for so long. Um, but I am building this product called uh, Ethos, Intro to Ethos. And it's really about diving into your uniqueness, which I've done before, but now it's becoming a product that I want to hold a group. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we're close to launching it in the next month. Actually, we're going to actually do a, um, a beta group. So um, I know it works, but I want to honor like the process and make sure I have it dialed in. Um, but I, I think that will end up being the next group that comes along and then basically we like dial in on who they are and then we go into the mindset and the being part and the mindfulness part um so that's our next that's how i'm going to build the next group but basically how people find me it's funny it's really been organic like it's word of mouth i do um just in the journey of golf and plant and traveling you know, I do, I always take time to write a yearly note to everybody that has made a mark in my life. And I share my journey of the year. And somehow through those, like my emails that I have associated weekly emails on Friday of sharing how I associate, like the things that come up in my life on a weekly manner, it could be a tool, it could be like a, a TED talk of yours, it could be whatever, that 
I share those things and I do it in a way that's not, I feel I'm very conscious of not overwhelming people with emails. Um, and if they can glance at something that resonates with them, that's soul sticking, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like stuff like that, my weekly email, my Instagram and LinkedIn, but I, I really, I put it enough. I put the thought to my content, um, uh, intentional thought to not over there's so much stuff out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm very conscious of of living my June, and if it resonates, the right people will come. You know, I believe that as well. Thank you. I love what you put out into the world, and you did mention that you went through an IVF journey. Um, mm. Some people may not know what that stands for, but it has to do with becoming pregnant and the way that many people today get pregnant through fertility treatments. And I have many friends who have done this and many single women who have chosen to have children without a partner, which I actually wrote a book about this called Not the Cleaver Family, the New Normal in Modern American Families. And there's one chapter that is devoted to people who choose to have and raise children alone, which is increasingly common today, Mm -hmm. but it's not easy. So would you be willing to share a bit about your journey, your decision to conceive a child via fertility treatments and um, how it's going as the mom of a nine-year-old? Yeah, so I'll, I'll quick, as a woman in the athletic arena in my 30s, so I had this dream. The reason I took up golf at 29 is because I really had no, um, I knew I could have been at the age of 10, like some type of amazing athlete, but I never had a coach. My mom was busy with six kids. And then when I was offered the opportunity at the age of 28 ish, like two guys in one day told my dad like, Oh, she hits the ball. Well, uh, she's really good. My dad, I think he wanted me out of Harlem, but he kind of pushed the whole (laughs) agenda. And I don't think he thought I'd take it serious, and I did. Um, so I did that for seven years. And when you're pursuing something like that, all your you're putting everything in. There's sacrifice in becoming that elite athlete. And I did that. And I moved away from family. I all my friends were getting married and having kids, and I wanted six kids. So here I was, a woman trying to. The goal was to get on tour, and then I also it was hard to date people because I was always on the road. Um, so all of a sudden, uh, I kind of made a choice at the age of 36 that I need, I I just wasn't having as much fun and I wanted to build a family and I wasn't sure how it was going to go. So I started teaching golf. I went, I moved back to New York and, um, I remember at 35, I went to my gynecologist and I said, like, can I freeze my eggs? And she said, uh, I want to freeze my eggs. And she was like, honey, I think you need to find a man. Oh, and I will say this, uh, anyone listening, um, you know, your gut tells you again. And I let that woman like, and she was a great, I liked her, but she, I let that woman direct me and my gut knew to freeze my eggs. There I go, not freezing my eggs. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting for that guy. And then at the age of 40, um, my brother uh, had his first child. Uh, he's two years younger than me. Than I and he um, at five weeks old she was she had um, blood in her urine and they had to take out her kidney and she had a cancer 
Uh, it was called rhabdoid, a very rare cancer. And I was the only one out of the six, six siblings that could stay with my brother and his wife in the hospital because I didn't have kids. And I remember holding the baby who was fighting for her life at the age of five weeks old. Her, ba her name was Baby Whitney. And I remember like, what am I waiting for? I just, I literally was like, I remember sitting at night because they could, they were so devastated, like they couldn't hold the baby. And I was like, this kid is fighting for her life. And I am like, life is too short. And she's my inspiration. She passed at a year, but it was that moment that I was like, no more. And even with the doctor from Cornell that like the head doctor that was like, you know, maybe cause my numbers weren't great fertility wise. She's like, he's like, maybe you should use an egg donor. And I hadn't even got, begun the process. And there's, again, it goes back to your instinct of knowing. And I think I, I had learned my lessons from golf and all these things that I was like, I have to surround myself around the best, believe in what I know and, and see what's possible. And I did everything in my power. And I, at my daughter was born a day after my dad died, oh, Christmas wow. day, Christmas day. And she's named after my dad, oh, um, nice. Josie, Josephine June. My dad was Joseph June junior. And we oh, used to wow. call him the June. And that is the whole name of live your June. It's about, generations of passing down the best of who you are so that's the story and my and being a single mom i mean i anybody if you ever anybody listening that is struggling with this choice or wondering what they should do i just the waiting game it's just life is too short and you that's the whole thing like you don't have to do the thing just explore the possibility Wow. Wow. I got chills three times during the time uh, of talking. And for me, chills indicate truth and, uh, and wonder and awe. And I'm just blown away by your story. It's a beautiful, beautiful story of resilience and learning who you are and trusting in the universe. You've really, really put a lot of good energy in the world and I'm so happy our paths have crossed. Me, me too. Me so too. one other thing I'd like to bring, shine some mm -hmm. light on is all the um, charitable work that you do. Like yeah. you, you mentioned your niece, Whitney, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, you're involved pretty significantly in something called Witsway and Golf for Africa. So would yeah. you like to speak briefly about those? Yep. Um, I, first of all, I giving back or even the way we help people, it's like it ignites me and I know it ignites everybody. So again, like I, I think if there's a way to help others and you're stuck, step into that, that, that I will say. Um, so Wits Way, again, it's about Angel Whitney. She's changed my life for sure. She pushed me in a direction. Um, my brother and his wife, Tracy, my brother Paul, um, they started a foundation. It's Wits Way. Every year they do a walk in honor of Whitney and pediatric cancer. And they usually have an honoree that um, either is fighting cancer or has been a survivor. And this year they've done a couple cocktail parties and this year was 10th anniversary. And just last week we did um, a big cocktail party in honor of 10 years in Whitney's life. and. They've raised um, $1.5 million for pediatric cancer. And the doctor from um, Sloan comes in and tells us like really 
the journey that 10 years have brought to the research that he's doing. Incredible research because there's not a, I think there's, I, I don't quote me on this, but I think it's like three to 4% of can, um, funds for cancer go to pediatric cancer. Mm. Uh, so there's very little in the research of pediatric cancer. And this um, Dr. Shukla, I think his name is, has done amazing work and um, they're really making strides in two areas. Um, and then, so that's that. And then I also got involved with, once I started teaching golf in 2007, I met Betsy King, who is a Hall of Famer in the golf industry. Um, I think she's won 32 golf events. Um, so I got involved with that through Lorena Ochoa, who was number one in the world. Um, she was a dear friend of mine I met on the journey and she was at the first event that Betsy did in 2007 in Long Island and my mom was playing in it. And then I said, I wanna go to Africa. I went to Africa with my mom. And we, uh, so I've been on the board since 2009 and we do work for clean water and, um, and we basically work with World Vision and we do, um, we raise money for we're kind of we're in a project of raising money for clean water which essentially there's a whole process but um the communities that we work with they have to actually qualify to to actually get the well and then once they get the well they go into a water mechanism but they have to learn hygiene before they even get the well so it takes six months to like everybody has to be on board so i love this whole process because it makes them own we're not just giving water. They're really owning the process of how how they receive water and take responsibility. And so when we go, I've gone over there twice and actually like my daughter is so dying to go and she's not, I told her maybe at 10. So it's, listen, I, any way we can give back and I, I just, I love, I love helping. That's beautiful. So I could talk to you for a lot longer, but we try to keep these short because people are busy. But I would like to have your answer to the following question. Wendy, what do you do to become your best version? I mean, the basic answer is Solstigate. I mean, Solstigating is about listening to my inner, inner being and trusting even when it doesn't make sense. Uh, and, you know, um, I think that's how it is. It's like being that soul together. And my my personal philosophy, and I work hard with this with my clients, is I want to disrupt my norm when I get too comfortable, instigate my soul so I'm my best, so I can help others do the same. And that's really what it's all about. Wow. That is very good advice to all of us. I recommend that you check out Wendy's work at liveyourjune.com and on social media at liveyourjune. And I thank you, Wendy, for being on the show and taking time off as a single mom and a, an entrepreneur. I really appreciate your coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maria. It's a pleasure. I love your work. Thanks. Thanks.